Yes, welcome back to the show. I've already released two episodes in the past that strictly offer up some of my thoughts and opinions and observations and miniature rants about stuff, but I have struggled to come up with an an, an appropriate title uh, to use consistently for these podcasts, and as you have already seen in this title, I'm going to start calling them Mental Dumps. Not because it's a bunch of poop. It's more comparable to people doing a photo dump. Do you say comparable or comparable? Whenever I read the word, I tend to say comparable. But if it were to come out of my mouth from my brain directly, I think I say comparable. Isn't that weird? Also, my mind tends to get a little backed up and it feels like I need to take a mental dump. So there's that too. Anyway, you will surely find an assortment of randomness throughout all of these episodes, as well as uh, things being repeated because a lot of daily struggles just aren't going to magically disappear. Whether it be recent experiences and struggles or recent events, future events, questions, interests, whatever, you'll find it all in these episodes as Perhaps if I eventually have more of a following, I can use these episodes to answer some questions or address matters of concern from listeners by chance there, there, then. This episode specifically is a compilation of things I've written in the past month or so, and I've sectioned them out with titles to offer up a sort of subject for each uh, little rant in case you just really don't give a shit about something. Please, please, please feel free to reach out and offer different perspectives, different perspectives, or correct me if you think I'm wrong or under a wrong impression or anything of that sort. As always, thank you for listening. Sponsorship and ads. I sometimes wonder if I'll ever uh, have this thing big enough to have some sort of partnership, um, maybe, but I will say that if that does end up happening at some point, I have zero, and I mean zero, interest in advertising something in the middle of my podcast. There is nothing more annoying than having a wonderful connection to a conversation and then the connection being completely severed just so I can hear some bullshit advertisement that I don't want, don't need. Granted, some people do a wonderful job at being themselves and being very real for their advertisement obligations, but let's not do it in the middle of a conversation, please. Maybe it's just me. It's I'm, I am more and more becoming extremely impatient with ads in uh, being just in everything now. I get that it's a part of marketing and products you just you got to get the stuff out there to make some money or whatever i don't know it doesn't change the fact that it sucks (laughs) like every sixth post on instagram is now a sponsored post advertisement breaks during videos on facebook and youtube and news sites and 
at the newer gas pumps, I've noticed as soon as I insert my card, it starts a play, it starts playing a video and showing an advertisement for something, something that I don't care about. I saw someone the other day that was pumping gas and they were just so locked into that advertisement screen. I'm not saying that you're a bad person. Just, just noticing that, noticing how much I hate it. I don't like it. And looking over and I see someone else just totally consumed by it. It just kind of grosses me out. You know, it's just all of the freaking advertisements just rammed down our throats. I don't, I don't know about you. I'm just really don't like things pushed on me. It's probably the quickest way to get me to not want something. Complimenting the opposite sex and insecurities. It is nice to compliment others on their looks or attitude or style, but when it's complimenting the opposite sex and could externally be perceived as flirtatious or more than so, it gets a little awkward for me. This isn't something I'm personally dealing with in my own relationship. It's a matter of seeing others do it on Facebook and Instagram. Like uh, a guy that hasn't met a certain girl in person, but comments on her photos as to how beautiful she is when she's obviously involved with someone. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying you can't compliment uh, someone who's in a relationship or even that you can't flirt. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. I'm just saying that depending on what you're actually saying and of course the honest intention behind it, it can totally look a little sketchy. Sometimes almost like what you're saying is, or what you're doing is, uh, some, you're putting something out there in case something goes south in the relationship, maybe in hopes that the person receiving the compliment will be tempted into infidelity somehow. I don't know. You, this could totally be a projection of my own securities, which I've certainly battled with in every relationship, but those, uh, insecurities thankfully haven't been as much of an issue for me in several years now. So, but. Regardless of my perspective here, it just seems a little unnecessary to go out of your way to compliment random photos of the opposite sex in a way that can totally be misconstrued. You know, like several pictures in a row or just overly nice and complimentary. You know what I'm talking about? If if you compliment everyone in that way, that's obviously different. But if it's not the same way that you interact with most other people, to me it's harder to mask it with the excuse that you're just being nice. Same goes with chit-chatting in a uh, direct message. I, I believe there should be a legit reason to want to interact or ask someone how they're doing if you uh, aren't m more than an internet acquaintance, you know? If I message any females, whether single or in a relationship, it's definitely for a reason. I don't just say, hey, or what's up? I don't, I don't do that to a chick. I, I mean, I, I don't do that to a dude. Who, who does that? Who honestly thinks that you're going to get an enthusiastic response or conversation out of, hey, please have an agenda and make it clear what that agenda is. Then we can chit chat a little more organically. Anyway, back to complimenting the opposite sex. Some people myself included, can be flirtatious and playful without even realizing it. I know a few females who fall into the category of mistaken flirtation. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying this like it's the female's fault either. I'm 
please don't assume my intentions because of the few words that I just said at this certain time on this certain day. I'm saying it's a matter of me knowing what happens in the average straight male mind when it gets attention from an attractive female. I know a few dudes as well that fall into the mistaken flirtation category. Regardless of other people's intentions, you still have to recognize and battle your own insecurities. And man, they can be a bitch sometimes. Depending on what you've been through or what you've seen in your life, they can be extremely hard to get past sometimes. For instance, almost everyone has a, a time in their life where they thought everything was going not perfect, but gr like great, you know, no problems to worry about. Life is good. And then this mammoth of a situation completely blindsides them and knocks them off course. That kind of shit can be traumatizing for some people. It can leave you very afraid and on edge that your happy situation could be shattered at any moment, which it most certainly can. It becomes a sort of paranoia where you're constantly worried that you're being cheated on or that your partner isn't as happy with you as they might be with, you know, one of those goofballs that message and leave generous uh, compliments. Those situations could be 95% misconstrued and 5% real life scumbags looking for uh, infidelity. But uh, as I said, some of those comments and messages to people just don't seem that necessary. Something is definitely motivating the interaction though, right? What is it? That's the question. I could be misjudging this very much so, but you still have to ask yourself that question. If you are one of those peoples who make those comments and claim that you're being nice, are you really being nice or are, are you interested? Are you actually just trying to put yourself out there? Maybe it's trying to be relevant. Part of my understanding and assumption of that is because I truly believe that that's what I did a lot in my early 20s without even realizing it. I wanted to be or stay relevant with when it absolutely wasn't necessary to. I wasn't specifically looking for action. I, it was just relevance. I was just making a connection. I know I wasn't the greatest friend to some good people in my life, and I still have to deal with that mentally. I definitely don't recall doing anything with malicious intent, but I know that I could have handled things differently or had a much better mindset in many situations with uh, past relationships. Ultimately, those missteps led me to the life I have now and to be with the wonderful person I'm with today, so I can't beat myself up for the past too much. None of us can. Knowing that I'm not the same person anymore does greatly comfort me, but I still have memories to contend with when they randomly decide to resurface. Honestly, I think some of those resurfacing memories heavily contributed to my insecurities with past partners. It was basically motivated by the fear of being dealt some sort of awaiting karma or that things were just too good to be true or whatever stupid thought that manifested in my mind. You have to figure it out uh, as far as what what is causing that insecurity. If if do you just want to call it insecurity like this this person is insecure. That they're just insecure. Well, it might not be just that they're insecure. There was a reason behind it. There there's there's something that caused that. And if you look for that and find out what it is and tackle that situation, tackle that thought and memory or trauma somehow and at least acknowledge it and understand what it's doing to you in your life and your, and with your relationships. And once you've uh, pinpointed that, maybe you can start chipping away at it and that would possibly help 
many different aspects of your life. I don't know. I'm not a, a, a smart person. <laughs> oh man, I've gone all over here. This uh, interacting with the opposite sex. If the point is to be more mindful of your social interactions with people in general, not just the opposite sex, but just so you're harmless intentions don't get confused with harmful intentions if you do know that your intentions are not good then fucking stop doing that i promise you will regret it if it leads to you making big mistakes be more in control of yourself how about this let's try something for a minute if you are in a place or a position that you can close your eyes for just a couple of minutes please do so and try to imagine something with me if you cannot close your eyes, that is not a problem. Just concentrate on using your imagination. Here we go. Think of someone that you love unconditionally. Think about watching that person interact with a stranger in a social setting. Notice how the stranger in your head appears in this situation. Are they being nice to the person that you love? Or are they being disrespectful in some way? I imagine that you would imagine this stranger to engage with the person that you love in a very respectful and maybe even overly kind way. If that's incorrect, we should probably talk about that. But for now, let's just say that you do see the stranger being respectful and overly nice to the person that you love. Focus on the stranger. Notice a smile or maybe some laughter. It seems like a very pleasant interaction altogether, right? Okay. Now, imagine you are interacting with a stranger. How do you see yourself? Are you acting like the stranger who was engaging with your loved one a moment ago? Or are you acting like you do in real life? Think about what you see, but also think again about seeing your loved one being treated with respect from a stranger. I personally feel like you should be treating everyone just like that. If we all interacted with that same respect right from the start, it would make much less sense to judge and hate each other so quickly like people tend to do. Open your eyes. Moving on. Positive influence versus a negative nuisance. The previous section leads me to the subject of being a positive influence rather than a negative nuisance. Four years ago, the Paris attacks were going on. I know this because I just recently saw an old Facebook post I made about it. My post was commenting on all of the negativity being thrown around just because people were changing their profile pictures on Facebook to the flag of France or whatever it was to show their support. People were poking fun at that because of how meaningless it seemed to them. You know, some people don't have the means or ability to help in any way other than sharing information or changing a profile picture to show support. 
I highly doubt any of the people that were poking fun actually did anything to help or even show support for France all the same. So I know that's purely an assumption on my part, but if they did do something positive, I really doubt they would be taking jabs at other people who did something positive. Just stop being a piece of shit to your peers in the wake of a tragedy. Comedy has its moments, but there's nothing funny about judging people for trying to stay positive and supportive in moments of need. Those attacks were due to suicide bombers, if you aren't familiar with the event that took place. Suicide bombing has to be one of the most ridiculous and selfish acts lived out on this planet. If the God you worship tells you to kill as many people as you can just because they live and believe differently than you, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you that the one you worship is a gigantic piece of shit. And if you were to follow that order, you are also a gigantic piece of shit. This leads me to the next subject. Religion and hypocrisy. I've mentioned before about not wanting to discuss politics and religion much at all, but those things tend to affect society enough where they really cannot be ignored. In many podcasts, I've heard lots of examples of other societies that are very religious or not so religious, but when it comes to either one of those views causing your life to be in danger, I simply cannot understand. Some cultures kill people who publicize that they are a non-believer. Same goes for publicizing your homosexuality. Think about how much different your life would be if you lived in a different country and tried to live the exact same way you do right now. Can you imagine being born into a place that not only doesn't recognize a same-sex relationship, but that you could actually be killed for it? Is that not insane? Just because you were born in a certain part of the world, you are supposed to believe in the same thing that other people believe in who grew up in that same part of the world. And if you don't, you're exiled or put to death or whatever. Once again, is that not insane? In a lot of societies and countries, we have the freedom to worship or not worship whoever and whatever we like, but there are still obvious consequences of judgment from your peers. Though that judgment isn't as likely to end in death. I don't even know where else to go with this from here. I, I was just, it was something I heard recently on a podcast, which I've heard before, but this time it just stuck in my head and I cannot imagine the pain of having to live like that. We all take our lives for granted and our freedoms for granted while other people live in fear 24-7. It's fucking disgusting and I don't understand it. I'm pretty sure I've talked about the lottery of souls in the sky as far as a, a visual of reincarnation and a soul-like essence being released into the air and forming into a bubble and making its way back up into the lottery ball where all the soul bubbles are bouncing around and popped out every time someone is born somewhere on the planet. I know that sounds a bit cuckoo, but it's also cuckoo being born in a specific area of the planet where you are pretty much damned at birth because of your genomes and terrible environment. Death and grieving. Two weeks before recording this, one of my friends passed away after a two-year battle with cancer. One day before recording this, 
Another good friend of mine lost his wife to a very long battle of cancer. These are very young people, by the way. Most of the words I have prepared in this section are in regards to my friend Dustin, who is the one who passed uh, a couple of weeks ago. I haven't even yet started processing the loss of Crystal yesterday. Her husband Daniel mentioned to me recently that he wanted to do a podcast to, to talk about their journey in this battle, and I'm going to wait on expressing anything about that until we sit down together. This is what I wrote about my friend Dustin's passing. The day of writing this is the day I went to his funeral. I haven't been to a funeral in a good while and actually haven't been to many funerals in my life. I did okay for the most part while sitting there in the pew at the funeral home. But if I were to look up and actually see his body in the casket from where I was, I would almost immediately tear up. He was a local musician similar to myself. Our bands played a couple of shows together, and I recorded a couple of things with them as well, but we weren't very close. I mostly knew him from the local music scene and through mutual friends, but I was able to hang out with him outside of the musical spectrum once or twice. Being there and seeing his family and friends gather around for the service caused my mind to wander into previous services that I've attended and the thoughts of my own family members who have passed. I felt compelled to try and remember what it was like in that same moment being at previous funerals when I was much younger. I held myself together through the service, but once I got into my truck and hit the road, I just kept randomly getting hit with intense sadness, whether it was just the thought of losing him specifically or thinking about his family and how they are feeling. And I have to say my emotional response was pretty uncontrollable. I probably shifted from neutral into a steady flow of tears a good five times in a 45-minute drive home. I was getting emotional just thinking about getting emotional. I think it's something I genuinely needed to feel and release at the moment, but it doesn't take away the genuine sadness I felt for the loss of Dustin. I'm very grateful he isn't suffering anymore, and I'm grateful that Carrie isn't suffering either because I know it has to be extremely straining on the significant other. Carrie, if you hear this, you have my best wishes. And if you need anything, any help with anything, or just want to talk, don't hesitate to reach out. So most of that before mentioning Carrie was written uh, on the day of the funeral. Looking back now, it was a slightly weird feeling being there at the funeral home at first. But then it got a little more uncomfortable when I actually saw his body in the casket from afar. I definitely did not want to go up there and look at the body. It just doesn't feel right. It definitely would have made me cry if I did, but I also know that not only is he not in that body anymore, but it has makeup and other stuff going on where it just, it doesn't even seem real. I, I have, I have the vision of my grandpa and his casket stuck in my head when I think of this kind of stuff. And it, it didn't look like the grandpa I had seen for several years and it was very strange and I didn't like it. And I think that was a little traumatic for me. I, I just, I have no interest in seeing a dead body, really. It offers me no closure whatsoever, and it, it seems fairly morbid. If the casket would have been closed, I would have felt much more comfortable and able to come up to the casket to pay respect, which I mean, that, that's me. I would never <laughs> ask or like judge anyone for not doing that. I'm just, I'm just expressing how I feel about it, and I, I don't want an open casket for a funeral. I, I don't even, I want, I would rather be harvested for whatever 
needs to be uh, reused and could be reused and then, you know, put it back into the ground and let it be or cremation. I really, I don't care. I just, as long as, as long as my body doesn't go to complete waste, if there's something that's of use, it should be used. That's just where, where I stand. So I, I don't care about the funeral part of it. That's if, if everyone wants to gather and pay respects, that's wonderful. That would be lovely, but I, I'm not there to enjoy it. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> So my opinion is kind of, uh, it's the opinion of a cow. It's a moo, moo point. If you haven't seen the show Friends or know what I'm talking about, I'm, I'm not that dumb. It's a moot point. Anyway, back to revisiting that day from today. I just ended up feeling like I needed to get out of there. And I didn't want to hang around because I felt like I was really battling to hold back some emotions. And I didn't really care to break down in front of a lot of people that I'd don't even know. Um, very selfish, I know. So I left. And on the way home, I was listening to Leprous and getting extremely emotional in those spurts that I mentioned. Um, so if you're emotional, probably shouldn't listen to Leprous because that made it 10 times worse. Random thoughts and memories of Dustin and past family members were all just floating around in my head. And I, I, I was struggling to process everything. And it was the whole thing was just very weird, but it was also a relief of some sort. Um, I guess I don't really have anything else to share right now about death and grieving. I, I, I haven't, I haven't been able to write a whole lot more on that, unfortunately, but I'll surely have more to share on thoughts of death and grieving later. So yep. Terrible driving. This section might end up sounding kind of weird unless I edit it properly because I've added two or three things to the section over this month and it's just all jumbled up. I don't even know where to begin. Just going to go with the flow. One day recently, I had to sit through three separate lights at intersections three separate times because there was just too many people uh, in line, you know, waiting to get through that intersection. But every single one of the times that the light changed, I was stuck behind the same person. And every time the light turned green, they didn't budge for, I don't know, three, four, maybe seconds, you know, three and four seconds really doesn't sound like a lot of time. But if there's a hundred people in line and only nine are getting through every time a light changes, those are precious seconds and you need to pay attention. <sighs> this isn't just frustrating. It is a serious problem that many people have in that specific situation. I can't see any other explanation other than the person being on their phone. If something else is going on, I would bet money that it's a very, very small percentage of the case with situations like this. It's just almost always tied back to a phone or some sort of distraction created by yourself, like food or something else. Going back to the phone though, once again, this is not just me being frustrated about it. It actually shows and proves that there is a serious addiction problem that people have. I mean, not, not just with their devices. It's an addiction to what is on the device. It's through the device. It's, it's addiction in general is what it is. And it's actually not that funny. Another thing that I have witnessed, um, it's a different day. 
I was driving about 73 miles an hour in the left center lane of four lanes, if you can picture that. A truck comes flying from behind in the left lane, definitely going at least 85, maybe even 90. And about 200 yards in front of me in my lane is an unmarked police truck, which I didn't even know it was a police truck until this speeding truck gets right up next to it and the unmarked truck flips the lights on and he turns them. I said he, it could be a she, I don't know. Never saw the police person. They turn their lights off just a second after they turned it on. So just to get the dude's attention that was in the truck to my left. So that guy slowed down and he got to the point where he was trailing behind the police truck, then switch lanes to the right, which he was now in my lane and the police truck lane, then switched again to the center right lane of four lanes. About a mile down the road, the formerly speeding truck starts swerving in and out of its lane very intensely and then almost clips somebody while exiting immediately. I mean, I, I, I don't know what happened. Did they lose control? Did something, did, did I miss a flat tire? Did something bust and they just exited because they were trying to stay off the highway? I don't know. It just looked really weird. And then I was observing them on the service road once they got off and their arm was hanging out of the window and it looked like they were I don't, not like flipping somebody off or just, I don't know what it was, but it didn't look normal, but it also didn't look like they needed help. It just looked like it was someone who didn't give a shat. And, um, I, I thought it was pretty cool to see the police truck basically just give that guy a warning by flashing the lights. Uh, but then, you know, moments after that, I see the person swerving around and exiting and then driving erratically on the, on the service road too. There, he was swerving then as well on the, on the uh, side. And I kind of changed my attitude towards the police officer at that point and kind of wish they would have pulled that person over. I mean, some people speed because of emergencies or because they're late or because they just don't give a fuck. But this person might've been speeding because they were fucked up on something or, you know, I don't know. But now, now they might have driven another two blocks and killed a kid or something that, you know, not paying attention crossing the road or whatever. And that officer could have pulled them over. I mean, these are far-fetched ideas. I know this is a stretch of the imagination. You can go a million different directions with the possibilities of what, what the cause was and what the potential outcomes can be now. But I'm just saying from my perspective, I thought it was cool that the police officer was giving a warning in a nice way. But after seeing how the person reacted, I could see the police officer as being lazy now. And uh, I'm not going to stand by that. I, that that's just that's just how my mind shifted in that moment, you know. And it, it was it was interesting, very interesting uh, event to witness. All right, I think I started this section originally with this story here. I'm, I I don't even know. On the day I wrote this, something I normally do to people that ride my ass or drive way too far under the speed limit finally made an impact. If someone is driving too slow and I have to pass them, I make it a point to reach my arm out, not of outside of the vehicle, but just, you know, within the cab, like to my right, with serious exaggeration and point to the speed limit sign as I pass. 
if someone is riding my ass and I'm going the speed limit or even a few miles over the speed limit, I do that same thing. Point it out in case someone is just not paying attention. Uh, Today it happened in a place where there are frequently cops and I have actually received a ticket before for speeding. So I definitely do not speed in that area. I don't speed much at all really other than maybe four to six miles over on the highway. Uh, The ticket I was talking about was uh, going downhill from somewhere and I'm I, I don't remember if I mentioned that in the podcast where I'm pretty sure the officer put me down for about seven miles more over than I was actually going. So um, I didn't feel like going to court for that because I've heard that these people are, they, they love going to court and whatever. It was a stupid situation. And anyway, so today someone was riding my ass in a 35 mile an hour area next to a school and I very aggressively pointed to the 35 mile an hour sign as we passed it and they totally backed off my ass and didn't get close again. They they stayed at 35, <laughs> two or three car lengths behind. I mean, they came up to me initially, probably going over 40, all the way up to what seemed like two feet away from the back of my truck and just stayed there until I pointed at the sign. Yeah, maybe it was just a mistake on their part for not knowing the speed limit, but what does it prove or do to get on someone's ass like that? I mean, what do you, what do you really want to happen? You want them to go fast or do you, do you really, would you rather be in front of them, you know, and it's just annoying. So what you're going to do is just ride their ass because you're annoyed. You know, you're just, you're, you're, you're creating a better chance of an accident is what you're doing. You're being very careless. Maybe just fucking stop doing that. You know, I mean, all you're doing basically is letting the person in front of you know that you're an asshole and should probably be brake checked. I haven't done that in many, many, many years, but it's so tempting sometimes because people are such assholes and it just creates an unsafe situation for everybody when you do that. It doesn't do anything other than that. One person is upset because one person's not going fast enough. The other person is upset because someone is riding their ass. You're both upset. You're both in uh, not a good place mentally or even physically at this point. And, you know, as much as I don't want to hear someone say, uh, just take some deep breaths and let it pass. uh, That really does help. If you do that, if you take some deep breaths and let a minute, just a minute pass, it, it makes a difference. You know, as, as simple as it sounds and annoying as it sounds when you are upset. I mean, that's the same as, swallowing your pride and admitting fault or something like that. You're, you're giving into, you're taking ownership. You know, we all make mistakes, but we all don't own up to them. I don't know about you, but I don't typically lose any respect or cast judgment on people who own their mistakes. If you can't admit fault or have to have someone argue with you for 10 minutes in order for you to admit fault when you've known it the entire time, I definitely lose respect for those people. Another event that I added on to uh, this section was driving home from work one day and seeing an overturned vehicle in the left lane and traffic was backed up, I don't know, a, a mile, I guess. And there's three lanes. I'm in the middle lane and the accident is in the left lane. So people, uh, they, they started merging from the left to the center Um pretty, I guess, uh, uh, I don't know, a hundred yards back. And then that 
that gap started increasing. It went from 100 yards to 200 yards to 200 yards to 300 yards. And um, there was so much left lane open that people were getting frustrated and getting back out of the middle lane, back into the left lane, racing up to the front, uh, passing 50 cars and trying to merge at the very last second. And, you know, people describe this or, or describe the same kind of act as the zipper method. Once you get up there, you know, you just zipper yourselves together and it, it will work out if, if everyone is on the same page, but you know, everyone's on their phone. So probably not going to be on the same page. Anyway, if this happens and the left is merging with the center, as I'm describing, and it's happening further and further back. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going any slower than it would otherwise. So getting back out of the middle into the left and then cutting up to the front, I, I see the angry expressions on everyone's faces that you're passing. And what that leads to is them not wanting to engage in the zipper method. They want to stay tight to the person in front of them because fuck you for trying to get around. They're not going to let you in. So now you are trying to force yourself in and you're making other people hit the brakes, which makes other people hit the brakes and other people hit the brakes and it makes traffic so much worse. So just endure it, you know, stop trying to cut in at the last second just because you one person think that you can extend the zipper on one side. The zipper was already in action. It was going from the left to the middle and then eventually it's going to go from the middle to the right. But since you're trying to cut in, up front and you're trying to create two different zippers, it's not going to work. If this sounds stupid, it's because it is. I shouldn't even have to talk about this. It's stupid. So still in this scenario, I'm now merging from the middle to the right at this point. We're down to two lanes, going down to one. And this uh, woman in a large black SUV decides that the zipper method is not on her priority list. And I like there's five sets of cars in front of me that did it beautifully. And this woman decided no. So once again, we're talking about the brakes here. I was trying to trying to take my turn and she darted forward and didn't allow me to. So I hit my brakes person behind me, hit their brakes, you know, person behind them, person behind them. It's just, it, it's so dumb. If you pay attention and consider everyone around you, it's not going to be that bad, but you know, it seems like people just don't give a shit. Um, you know, and that it, it, that's the kind of shit that makes me wonder what is going on in your brain? What, what, what conversation did you just have in your head with yourself to say, fuck that person. I'm not letting him in. Or, you know, I've been waiting here uh, 10 minutes longer than he has. I'm not letting him in. I, I don't know. I, that, that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to f just let's, let's pull over or let me join you over here somewhere. I genuinely want to know what is going on in your brain. You know, it's, it's fascinating in a disgusting way, but seriously, whether you like people or not, or have something more important going on than someone else or not, when you put your fucking tires on that highway, you are not the only one using it. Just like everything else in life, you have to work together to get something done and get something done right, especially when it involves more people than yourself. If you see that differently or have a conflicting opinion or perspective on that, I encourage you to please reach out and let me know what I'm getting wrong. Offer me a different perspective. 
that's where there can be a fairly large difference between other people and I. I'm not opposed to having my mind changed. I'm not going to sit at a table with a stupid sign that says someone to challenge me. It's, 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 it's not a challenge. It's a conversation. I'm not challenging you to change my opinion. And I don't want to change your opinion specifically. I would just appreciate an open mind to converse with where, where there, there is a back and forth. There is, you're not talking to a wall. You're not talking to something that rigid, you know? I mean, in that way, it's the, the challenge is basically trying to break someone's pride and willingness to compromise. I would just prefer to have a healthy conversation, a neutral one, you know, about something we can all understand from a different perspective. We just have to be better at communicating with one another and understanding one another, which usually happens once if you've engaged in some sort of actual conversation instead of, uh, you know, a text battle or a Facebook comment war or, or whatever the case. I think that's why people are enjoying podcasts more is because you really do get to know someone's personality and more about them on a personal level, just from hearing them talk more organically and with emotion rather than just blank or completely misunderstood text. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Just stop driving like shit. Skip the line and order through our app. I think there needs to be a little more enthusiasm shown by some of the employees when this stuff happens. Uh, the day I w I'm writing this, or the day I was writing this, I ordered something ahead of time since it takes me approximately eight minutes to get there and I needed to save lunch time at work. So I get there and there's three people in line in front of me. There's one cashier and that's it. So uh, I just, you know, try to make eye contact and I could actually see my order on the shelf behind the cashier woman. And I, I let two people go. Uh, two of the three people in front of me, I let two people go ahead and go before I jumped in front of the last person and just said, hey, can you check and see if that's my order? And she had just a, a really Ugh, attitude. And I, I, I didn't even look at the person I jumped in front of. It's just, it's it, it it's not my fault, you know? It's order through our app and skip the line, you know? And I still had to sit in line. I was nice. I let two people go and you know keep keep going i didn't i didn't expect immediate action and you know immediate service um even though that's kind of what's advertised skip the line order ahead and uh, it, there's there's many times where i do that and there's and there's there's lots of waiting involved and you know i could complain more and more but it it, it doesn't do any good i this is just my opinion i i I think there needs to be more communication behind employees because maybe they have a, a stigma of some sort with, with uh, ordering ahead of time. Maybe they fucking hate it and, and they need a better system, but they're not speaking up and trying to help create a better system, you know, and it's just nobody's on the same page. Either way, it's annoying to deal with, I'm sure, on all in all aspects, but I just didn't appreciate getting that attitude when I... I'm standing in line, you know, hey, my, my food's getting cold. Uh, this part of the reason I ordered it ahead of time is it'd be ready when I get here. I can get it, hit the road, and still eat it before it gets cold. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Another experience of this, this type of situation that I added in here was going to, um, you know, that one coffee place. I ordered stuff ahead of time, and I walk in, 
and there's two people walking up to the register two i mean it's two separate parties uh walking up to the register and there's four people working but you know everyone's doing their thing I'm, and one lady has what i just ordered i i i could tell what it is um and she had it in her hand and it looked like she was going to take it to the pickup spot where you pick up your online order and she didn't she stopped at the register because there's two people at the register. I'm assuming maybe she was just trying to help and grab the online order and she's supposed to be just doing register. I don't know. Either way, she had my food in her hands and she proceeded to see both customers, which was, I mean, it was, it was a good five minutes. And I, I, I just, I bit my tongue and just waited. And then she finally got done with them and set it down. And sure enough, yep, that's mine. That's my food that I'm waiting for. <laughs> You know, if you don't pay attention to what your company is advertising or how they are advertising it, you might not be delivering the result that they are advertising. You can't advertise, skip the line and then show up and have to sit in line. You know, that's that defeats the whole purpose. I mean, it's not a it's not a huge deal. It's it's something it's just something to complain about, but it could be, you know, remedied. You could you could people could work on that. So it's just a matter of being better. I posted something on Facebook about that today. I'm just trying to be a better boy, you know? Just always trying to better yourself, basically. Construction callbacks. It sucks to get callbacks on jobs for stuff that is completely out of your control uh, or could be avoided with proper engineering and design. The particular issue that is causing me to mention this right now is something that has been dealt with several times already in one area, and nobody seems to listen to the maintenance department in trying to mitigate this issue. The design team simply doesn't understand because they apparently haven't dealt with that in any other areas at all. So it's, it's almost like they don't believe that it's happening, but it is. So the unfortunate aspect of it for me is that I wear a company shirt and drive a company truck, which has the company name and number for everyone to read and see. So when I'm walking in to fix a problem that once again, potentially is not my own or even my companies or our companies, whatever, people could see that who are in the building and they have, they have no clue of who is in charge of what. All they know is that there's a problem and somebody with a certain company came to fix it or address it, which could lead them to talk trash about the company that they saw, you know, or me, whatever, just simply because they don't know the details. They just, they're just putting, you know, putting this with this and getting this. Uh, there's not, there's not really a way around that necessarily. It's just, I guess if you are not familiar with the construction field and a situation of getting a callback like that, and you do work in an office or whatever, and you, you think that there is a problem with something or a repeating problem, you, you, I would, I would hope that people would not cast judgment that quickly. And you know, their AC system sucks and this certain company comes out to fix it all the time, but it always screws up. And some people could say that company sucks because they always have to come back and fix it. Why didn't they fix it the first time? You know, that, that kind of mentality is, is just not, it's not productive. It's it, there's, there's nothing good about that. Uh, you, if you don't know what's going on, you know, just, just be upset about it. Don't, 
don't try to place blame somewhere that you don't even know where or why, or if that even makes sense. You know, sometimes there's water leaks, there's mold from water leaks or uh, whatever. And they could be directed back to us because we deal with water. We, we deal with that kind of stuff, but you know, sometimes it's a, it's a roof leak that has made its way down a wall and created mold and they think it's our leak, but you know, we come and, and, and observe and someone thinks that we had a leak. All, all it takes is one person to say that it was a plumbing leak. That's what's on the warranty request is a plumbing leak. So the plumber comes out and then the next week it's fixed, but they didn't know that the roofer was up there fixing something on the roof. That was actually the leak. And then they're just going to walk around thinking the plumber did it, you know? And that, that's what I'm getting at here is just, I guess, take, take some thought into other people and their work and their responsibilities and things that are, that are completely out of their control that could be frustrating, upsetting, and be more considerate of each other. That's, that's basically what I come down to in so many of these sections is just respect one another. And if you don't know the whole situation, don't pretend to. Schools and learning. I work in a lot of schools, new and old, but I rarely get to see any type of teaching or curriculum or anything like that when it comes to when schools are actually in session. So I have no idea what the status and uh, norm of life at school is these days. I don't have any kids and I don't, I'm not close to any of my friends' kids or anything. So I, I'm just really out of the loop on that. But after talking with someone who is quite familiar with the evolution of school and teachings over the recent years, there was mention of a reward type program that this one place was having where they would, uh, they had consequences for misbehaving and those would be displayed for everyone to see. This was eventually taken out of play because some kids or maybe even teachers didn't like the idea because it could lead to bullying or favoritism or something along those lines that would end up being something negative rather than something positive. I haven't, thought about this too terribly much yet, but I think I'm kind of on both sides of that. I can see the reward part being an incentive for kids to be nicer and to not misbehave, just as the same as something on display letting everyone know that you have misbehaved and continue to misbehave could also be an incentive to not misbehave. Or it could be just what someone needs to internally say, fuck it, and stick to the misbehaving section and just commit to being a bully or a class clown or whatever. The reason that was taken down, though, is because of the potential or actual negative consequences it had on social interactions or making someone feel sad or disappointed or whatever for not being on the chart in the right place. Taking away that potential fear and potential result is a little absurd because that's the type of stuff that helps people develop. That's, that's, what, that's what creates that thicker skin that you require later in life. Work on your social callus in a way that you aren't afraid to step out of your comfort zone. That's, that's what, it, what it kind of comes down to, I think. I mean, like I said, I don't have kids, so maybe this sort of thinking is very unproductive and stupid, but I, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what, what a, a normal day is for a kid, like in third grade. I no clue. I would, I would love to know a, a, a week of third grade these days to see what's being taught. Um, you know, what kind of behaviors kids have and it would be very interesting because I have no clue, no idea. And that's our future, right? That's, that's our future future right there. And, um, it's just very curious. 
labels and phobias. So a little while back, a company that I believe had a gender-specific logo on a gender-specific product announced they are removing said logo. I read that this product was for women's menstruation. Now, I saw someone say that men don't menstruate, then someone else tell them in a very matter-of-fact kind of way that uh, men can, in fact, menstruate. I'm not a biologist, but I don't, I don't know if I believe that. Um, if that's possible through a gender transition, then the, the woman becomes a man and sh he menstruates. Is that how that works? I don't know. It's, it's, oh God, it's so weird. All of that is so weird. I, 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 I promise you, I'm not trying to judge or, uh, uh, speak negatively about anyone in sort of some sort of transitional phase or reassignment or whatever. I'm just genuinely confused by it and don't understand some of it. Uh, let's see. The reason this came up in the first place was I saw a post from someone uh, that was, I mean, really, zero outrage, zero transphobia, zero phobia of any sort, just barely commented on the fact that there has to be more important issues that we can be discussing other than this company taking a logo uh, off of their product. And people just kind of jumped on him for a second there. And, you know, the first one that I read was that he, something along the lines of him not really having an opinion because he has a dick. Uh, so, what? So having a penis leaves an opinion completely invalid. How, how open-minded do you really feel you are if that is your opinion? Do you not see any sort of closed portion of your mind by by reacting and seeing things that way i find it absolutely ridiculous how is one person's opinion because of their gender less meaningful because of someone else's opinion from the perspective of their gender another position on that post was that he was now transphobic for almost the same reason just having an opinion I don't know if these people were trans themselves or what their status was. And I honestly don't give a shit because it doesn't matter. An opinion on something that affects us as a society is the same as someone else's opinion about something that affects our society. You can't shut up someone and their opinion just because of what you would assume is under their clothes. Because that's what you're doing, right? You're assuming that dude has a penis. He never said he had a penis. Anyway. Just as the same as most trans people would be offended by someone else assuming their own physical qualities or attributes. It's very hypocritical and really sad that these people do the exact same and get, just get completely overwhelmed and frustrated simply because they think that they are personally being mislabeled somehow or that's how it seems at least. The, the offense seems so personal and I, I, I don't understand it sometimes. One person expresses an opinion with genuine curiosity and maybe a lack of understanding. So you decide to throw in your two cents by being very matter-of-fact, derogatory, and accusatory in hopes that... What? Do you think you're going to change this person's mind and that they will change their opinion or change the way that they think because of your heavily opinionated comments? I believe there was some sort of something shared recently about 
equal rights for women and equal rights for trans women and trans people and whatever the case involving sports or something like that. But in order to be equal, everyone has to have the ability to at least voice their opinion, correct? By silencing someone, you are exposing your own hypocrisies and greatly weakening your argument for equality. Making some of these arguments and trying to label someone because of a single statement without any context is like trying to build a snowman out of dead leaves. It's not going to hold up, and it kind of doesn't make any fucking sense. <sighs> Cancel culture. Something else close to this uh, area of social connections and disconnections is cancel culture. I don't want to speak too soon, but it seems like I haven't heard much of an uproar uh, recently or even lately about people saying things wrong or doing things wrong and getting fired, but maybe that's just what I'm being shown on social media. It seems that some people just really go out of their way to find something to be offended by, you know, or they're trying to amplify some sort of feeling that's really not that serious. I was just listening to a podcast and someone talked about a girl getting killed by wild animals or something like that. And one of the other guests on the podcast said, shit happens. I sincerely think it was meant to be just uh, comedic, you know, nothing more than that, really. But we all know that life isn't fair and shit definitely does happen. But on the other hand, if I had lost a daughter or someone close to me who lost a daughter and and that little girl was attacked by an animal or, or di just died in a similar way, I would likely be upset by hearing someone say something cold like that. Regardless, though, I don't have the authority to elevate this one statement from this one person at this one moment and present it to the entire world to try to get everyone to feel the same way I feel when they haven't experienced what I've experienced. It really doesn't seem like it would make sense to do so. It seems like a complete waste of time. No one asked me to listen to that podcast or that person or to agree with anything. I can voice my opinion, but it doesn't make it right to try and get other people to share it just because my opinion comes from my own personal standpoint. We all have our own personal standpoint. I guess what I'm getting at here is that I think the whole cancel culture thing is just complete bullshit and an incredible waste of energy for everyone. It accomplishes absolutely nothing other than shitty people with malicious intent feeling good about destroying someone's career or screwing up their life just because they can. I guess that's pretty much it as far as the sections go. I have a couple of other things that I wanted to mention that I didn't really feel like inserting into any of those sections. But first, I, I have a buddy, if he's listening, he knows that I'm talking about him. But if there are other people out there that do the same thing, I'm here to try to tell you to stop. <laughs> if you get defensive online or, you know, find yourself getting into an argument and then your immediate reaction is to delete everything that you've said or delete the post. If it's your post, just delete the post because you don't want to create uh, more drama. You're, you're not creating the drama necessarily. If you let someone else continue to amplify and, and, and fuel that drama, um, you know, maybe just tell them to fuck off and just don't worry about it. But deleting your stuff, deleting everything that, that you want to share just because somebody else is making you upset just doesn't seem like a good way to go about it. It's just, you, you need to delete that person is what needs to happen. If someone's making you want to delete your stuff, delete that, delete that person, you know, but 
before you delete that person, make sure you are understanding exactly where they're coming from because you might be misunderstanding something and they might be misunderstanding something just the same. So, you know, talk it out and uh, don't let other people rule you and your happiness. Also, I had to mention that this this entire month, I guess, it's not something that I've been just paying attention to or just noticing, it seems like. I, I, I'm, I feel like there is more of it in my presence. But visiting a few fairly populated places recently, I have noticed almost 50% of couples or families having some sort of multiracial backgrounds. And there's something about witnessing such a thing that genuinely makes me smile. It really helps put an emphasis on love not having boundaries, especially not by skin color or background. It also goes to show how we probably aren't as racially divided as we generally hear in the media. I don't have much more to say about that at the moment. I just, I, I wanted to mention it and elevate awareness for others that may not notice it because it is a beautiful thing. And if you don't think so, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I'm not going to convince you otherwise, but you know, it's, it's 2019. Anyway, I really appreciate everyone that listens and uh, gives me feedback, comments. And uh, once again, if you're interested in being on, just shoot me a message and we'll get something worked out. If you happen to have a couple of subjects in mind um, and you shared that right off the bat, that would probably get my interest more than just saying, Hey, I want to be on. Uh, But anyway, Hit me up on the Facebook page or uh, I don't even know what my email is for this stupid thing. I'll just, I'll put it on the, the, the thing, the description thing. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I love you. Bye-bye. Rusty's Escape Pod. Rusty's Escape Pod.